Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 3rd October 2023 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Mid-autumn hellos go out to our fellow Hong Kongers both here and around the world. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. We're looking for stories for our next regular show on November the 2nd. The theme is Wicked. Come and tell your stories about something wicked you've done, seen, or had done to you. It doesn't all have to be nasty either. Stories about the opposite of wicked are welcome too. Pitch workshops can be found through the links on the website hongkongstories.com. We are also very pleased to be part of India by the Bay this year. This week-long celebration of Indian art and culture features literature, music, food, dance, theater, and our favorite, storytelling. We are extremely excited to be taking to the stage this Sunday, October 8th at the Asia Society in Admiralty for a live show. Book your tickets now through the links on hongkongstories.com. Come for our show or for the entire day and join for talks, yoga, and some live music. Nourish your body and mind and join us at India by the Bay. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now with a story told live on stage in April 2023 in a show that had the theme, Ooh La La, here is Munsey. To do or not to do? I was shivering in the cold, contemplating whether to wear my shoes or just go back to sleep. So much hustle-bustle around me, people gobbling down their breakfast, getting ready for the last stretch of our final destination, discussing how it was going to be a magical day. And there I was with my mind telling me, you can't do this. You're not up for it. You should just go back to sleep. Those 12 days, I was clouded with moments of doubt, frustration and embarrassment. What was I thinking? Why did I sign up for this? I'm not a teenager anymore. Yes, it's beautiful around me, but I can't really appreciate it while, my, while I'm breathing my lungs out and panting my way through the mountains. It was 2014. I was on a high altitude trek in the Himalayas in India. It was a dream to be hiking in the Himalayas again. I had been on a similar high altitude trek as a teenager and I had vivid memories of how magnificent and splendid the landscape in the Himalayas can be. I wanted to feel that serenity and calmness I felt as a teenager, standing amidst a panorama of snow-capped mountains, breathing in that snowy mountain fresh air, gazing at lush green trees dressed in dollops of snow, sipping some hot chocolate under a sky filled with stars, so many stars that you couldn't count in a lifetime. Well, what can I say? The sights were just ooh-la-la. With this rosy picture in my head, I signed up for a high-altitude trek. According to their notes, it was supposed to be a moderate difficult hike. And hey, I had done something like this before. How difficult would that be? Well, I seemed to forget that it had been almost a decade that I had done it. 
one was required to be able to run five kilometers in under 30 minutes. I was at 45 minutes. <laughs> I remember the instructor from the base camp on day one telling us, if you followed our fitness instructions, you should be able to do this with ease. The trek should be a walk in the park for you. And I thought, how bad can that be? <laughs> I would just be a bit slow, but I would still make it. And the scenic routes would definitely keep me motivated. Well, how wrong was I? They had told us about high altitude sickness. If you feel pukey, you tell us. If you have a headache, you tell us. If you feel dizzy, you tell us. The group wasn't really carrying any oxygen cylinders with them. So the only solution they had for high altitude sickness was to descend. Those 12 days, I had so many moments of weakness. I thought I had a headache. I thought I, I, I felt pukey, but I never actually threw up. It was my mind playing games with me. Do you want to descend? They asked me. I said no. After a bit of contemplation and self-analysis, I again said no, I will climb. Are you sure? Yes, I think so. <laughs> the whole ordeal wasn't easy. The previous night wasn't that great either. We, we, were, we, were, we, we had camped on our highest campsite in snow. And yes, it was a magical night. But I remember freezing to sleep as I felt the snow underneath my sleeping bag. Even the day wasn't that great. We were hiking through worst of weather conditions with no visibility beyond one meter, walking on a narrow snow path, snowy path with the fall of death on one side and freezing mountain snow on the other. I only had my trekking pole as my companion. You could hardly see the person ahead of you in this fog. Leave alone, experience the serenity and calmness I had apparently signed up for. This was not how it was supposed to be. Where was my magnificence? Where was my ulala moment? Even pooping on this hike was a struggle. <laughs> so, well, we had toilet tents. Well, actually, a toilet tent for the group, which was not much. It was just a tent with two bricks to help you to squat and a big hole dug out. <laughs> for your business and everyone else's business to find its way deep into the mountain. So one fine, really windy afternoon, this tent flew away. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving behind what was left inside. Well, thank God for small mercies though. Nobody was sitting inside the tent while this happened. <laughs> Well, it wasn't so bad. This meant that you had to go scouting around for a corner behind a tree to go do your business. Well, it is fine if you have trees on a campsite. This campsite had no trees, only really small shrubs. So well, what happens on a trek stays on a trek. <laughs> I'm telling you this was not what I signed up for. To add to all of this, I was obviously not fit enough. The dream to be hiking in the Himalayas again and the picturesque views were not really helping at all. So there I was, final day, holding on to my shoelaces, 
with my with a voice inside me telling me you can't do it just go back to sleep listen to me it is going to be a 5 hour hike uphill and all of it in snow are you sure you're going to be up for that i sat there holding my shoelaces for good 15 minutes and i finally tied them this is what i'm here for i'm going to do this and i set off and oh boy i remember midway thinking you idiot <laughs> going to sleep was just too difficult for you wasn't it <laughs> i told my companion i can't walk any further i'll wait for you here you go up come back i'll be here waiting i was absolutely out of breath and determination the instructor told me we can't leave you here you would most likely freeze you have two options <laughs> you can either go back to the campsite one of us will accompany you or you keep walking up you know i could very well be under a warm blanket in my cozy bed at home right now but no i want for some adventure i want some serenity in life apparently so here i am i turned around to look at the path that i had just hiked up only to realize well i have to say i must say it was indeed magnificent it was it felt almost as if the mountain air was whispering into my ears take that leap of faith go for it that is when i made my final decision i'm going to do this come what may and i set off this time singing a song the idea was not to stop until i finished singing the song and i moved on to the next one i must have sang about 30 odd songs that day <laughs> when i finally made it to the peak i obviously i was the last one to arrive but hey i didn't make it the instructor smiled at me and said hey you're here how was it to which i simply responded well a walk in the park <laughs> thank you Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.